0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. The title of my message this morning, and I think this may be a little loud. Is this? No, it's it's no, not. It's no, it's good. Leave it there. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. No, Whatever you do. You. The title of my message is "What You Got." What you got? Is that coming out? Yeah. What you got? It's not good English, but I'm going to make a point out. There. Is that all right? Yeah. Because have you ever felt like you didn't have what you needed to get through what you were facing? Anybody? Because yeah. at times, we're challenged at times in the course of our life that there's a deficit between, between what I need to do or what I feel to do or what I want to do, but what I, I can do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to challenge that thought in us this morning. And, and you might be feeling like there's just not enough finances coming in for the bills that I'm facing i got no idea what to do in the relationship I'm struggling with because I want it to work and I'm trying to make it work and I'm doing all that, I'm spinning plates, I'm juggling balls, I'm doing all that I can but I don't know that I've got enough or or that I've got enough for what it takes to make this happen. You know, anybody stressing in their parenting of not only just kids and then kids become toddlers and then toddlers become preteens and then teens and then young adults and I, I don't know that... I want to challenge that thought this morning about what you've got, about what's on the inside of you, about the fact that you can live above and beyond, that you don't have to live subject to circumstance and circumstances at times may be dire and they're real, they're painful, they hurt, they challenge us, they stretch us, but what you've got on the inside of you is enough for what you're facing. And I love that scripture that, that Justin and Ange brought, Jeremiah 1.5. And it's not just to Jeremiah. This is God speaking to all of us. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, yeah. God wanted you so he made you. And he made you with enough on the inside of you to get through the life that he called you to and for. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, Psalm 139 says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God knows the hairs on your head. He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. Jeremiah 29, that, that he is with you and he's for you and he will sustain you and he will lift you up. You have enough for the season or the storm or the victory or whatever it is that you're experiencing in life. You have enough on the inside of you to get you through. Amen. Yep. If you hear nothing else, that's all I want you to hear this morning. Because a lot of people live overwhelmed and overawed. And I'm smiling, and how are you doing? And praise God, and you're awesome, and life's great, <laughs> excellent, unreal. This is fantastic. But underneath, I'm a duck, just, just, just pr- frantically paddling away. My leg's underwater, just a million miles. And, and, and I'm hoping, and I'm wanting, and I'm wishing. But dear God, I'm fretting, and I'm stressing, and I'm, but I'm awesome. Bless you. Do you know God just wants you to be real with Him? We just want you to be real with us. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And the Bible says there's, no, there's none that are perfect. No, not one. Except for Jesus. And as we look to Jesus, we, we journey towards perfection. And change and transformation takes place in our lives. So we don't have to live feeling overwhelmed or overcome or overawed or like there's deficit in our world. We can live with hope and anticipation of future good. What does the word say? That God works all things together for our good. The struggles, the storms, the challenges, the the victories. He's working all things together to strengthen us and enlarge us and create in us that perfect person that he called into being. And I love in in Philippians 4, it says this, starting in verse 6, Be anxious for everything. (laughs) For those bills that are coming through, for that relational struggle for the the oil in your car that's black and should be clear like just just stress and be anxious and just worry because oh my god it's it's so much and I feel tired and I feel like what can I do he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you be anxious for nothing nothing there is nothing in this life that warrants your stress and your worry and your anxiety, so why are you carrying it? Yeah. That's yeah. and, and this is just, I think, I think we just got to get real with God and real with ourselves and go, yeah, like I've said it before, we're control freaks. I got this, God. You're cool. You're good. Thank you. You're seated at the right, you know, you are the, the Father. You're not seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is seated next to you. You're in heaven. Heaven's your throne. The earth is your footstool. But God, I've got this one. And he's like, Why? Why would you do that? Why would you hold on to what I've asked you to give to me? Because it says this, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This, can, can I encourage you, read this word. Read this verse of scripture. Meditate on this verse of scripture. Chew on it. Let it become revelation in your soul. God's will for your life is that you would be anxious about nothing. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what's coming up next week. No. That's true. <laughs> but, you, but you don't understand what I've walked through. No. But this is the God of heaven, the one that spoke them who is nothing, the one that hovered over nothingness spoke and created all that we see and experience and enjoy god our father in heaven who we stand here and praise and worship. i'm going to praise you i'm going to worship you this is how i fight my battles you've got this god i lay it all down to you my life is yours be the one but be... but god tomorrow i'm going to take it all back again be anxious for nothing but pray yeah. Yeah. you have what you need your your the empowerment for your life is found in the connection to christ John 15, abide in me and I in you. I'm the vine, you're the branches. But if you abide in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We can't do the life we've been called to without God. You can't do it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own intellect and wisdom. You need God for the life God's called you to. Be anxious for nothing. And I want to tell you that he's reminding all of us this morning, this is God speaking. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. So if you're, if you're challenged, if you're struggling, if you're going through a storm, his grace is sufficient. It says, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So if you're feeling weak or you're feeling low, he's in that place of weakness. He will be your strength. Just lean into him. Just wait on him. You know, when Jesus was going, he says, I'm going. I'm I'm going back to heaven. I'm going back to my Father. But in my place, the Holy Spirit is going to be given to you. So go and wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit is given, until the helper comes. But how long do I have to wait for? I prayed once and it didn't happen. And I prayed. I waited for 15 minutes. And it was a long 15 minutes. It felt like an hour. But I waited. But how long? They waited for 10 days. But they didn't all wait. 500 started waiting but only 120 were there on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out how long do I have to wait for just as, as long as it takes because God's timing is perfect and his will for your life is perfect and he is giving you what you need for the moment you find yourself in just wait but I don't like to wait. I want to do. I can do it. if I try harder, no, if you could have done it in striving, you would have done it by now. And if you could have done it by working harder, you would have achieved it. Just wait. But I don't like to. <laughs> Do you know, are we, we're, we're all the same. Because yeah, yeah. I want to make it happen now. And God says, but I don't want you to have it now. I want it to be better later on yeah. and to be what you need when you need it. Bible says a greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world more powerful with more authority with more you can overcome you can get through you can and, and I love this in Isaiah 49 you are facing a challenge are you are facing a storm or even a somebody's challenging you and wants to fight you and wants to it says this Isaiah 49 but thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible be delivered. For I will contend with those who contend with you and I will save your children. In other words, <coughs> I will fight those who fight you. You don't have to fight your own battles. You don't have to raise your own sword. If you look to me, if you wait on me, you have enough on the inside of you because I'm going to flow through you. I'm going to cause you to rise and live in victory. Amen. Main scripture for this, for this morning is 2 Kings 4, starting in verse 1. Is this all right? Yeah. You good, Aaron? Yeah. Doing okay? Fantastic. I love Aaron. He's a good man. It says this in verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Who knows this is a bad day? A lady's lost her husband and now a creditor because they had some debt in their world. is coming to take her two sons, her, her security, her livelihood, her family, uh, her heart. Something's coming to take from her. She, you know, this is, this is just a tough day. It says, Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing here at all, she said, except except a small jar of oil. And Elisha said, go around, ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you, you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him, shut the door behind him and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not enough There is not another jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went out and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your servants can live on what is left. I love this piece of scripture. It's an amazing story that we can look on and go, I see myself in that. I've been there at some point or another where I didn't think I had what I needed to get through what I was facing. What you got? What you got? Where are you at and what have you got? I think it's a good good question to ask ourselves. Now, there's kind of the backstory to this, is there was a school of the prophets. So you had Elijah and you had Elisha and then you had a school of the prophets. So there was prophets that were being raised up in a time of famine and war, but these prophets were highly regarded as God's messengers, as carriers of the spirit of God, the word of God, truth that would be heard, listened to and outworked. And as I said, it was during a time of, of war and famine. And as I read this story, I kind of go, what's the point of the story? And I want to encourage us here this morning that the point of the story is there's no hopelessness in Christ. And there's no lack either. Because this was a hopeless situation. She cried out to the prophet. She cried out to Elijah, my husband, your servant is dead. My husband that followed you around. My husband that loved people. My husband that did good things. My husband that heard from heaven and, and spoke the word of God. He's dead. He's gone. And we had lack in our life. He's gone. Though. And now they're coming to take the only meaningful thing that's left in my life. He's coming to take my son. In, in life, there's always going to be challenges to our faith. But if we pour out what we have we will see miracles flow. I want to encourage you. What have you got? What are you pouring out? And where are you pouring it? What have you got? And I'm going, to, I'm going to break this down a little bit because the widow's first response when asked by the prophet, what do you have? What was it? Nothing. Nothing. Which is probably a natural response and probably the response we would give when we found ourselves in a low point. Yeah. Or in a storm or in a... Ge- I've got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. What have you got? I've got, I've got nothing. Yeah. There, there is nothing. But there was something. Yeah. See, the little that you have poured out will meet the needs that you face. Yeah. Wow. So, so often we're, we're... I've got nothing. But it says be anxious for nothing but pray. Yeah. Be anxious for nothing but use the little that you have. And I tell you this, your anxieties, your anxieties will dissipate. Faith will stir on the inside and peace will surpass any other feeling that you have. Yeah. I believe we're living in a time where God wants us to re- rely on him so heavily, yeah. so purposely, so intently. We press in. When I have a chat, I, I go nowhere but to him, yeah. to, to the spirit of God, to, to the word of God, to the truth of God. I don't go in. Even with the little that I have, yeah. I bring that little that I have. And, and the amazing thing. She just kept pouring it out and the oil kept flowing until there was nowhere else to pour it. And, and, and the cool thing about this, I don't know if you... That's, that's Elisha. But Elijah, he had a very similar encounter with a, a woman, a widow woman. And, and God had told uh, this widow woman of Zarephath to, to provide... For, well, he hadn't told her. He had told the prophet to go to her and ask her for a meal. And she said, are you kidding me? I've got a tiny little bit of flour... I've got a tiny bit of oil. I'm about to go and make a cake and then my son and I are going to go and wait to die. He says, yeah, that's great, but first make me a cake. That's, that's, that's gutsy. That's <laughs> all right, no worries. Widow woman who's about to die. Go, but first go and make me a cake because the flour will not run out and the oil will not run dry. So she went and did two things. This woman did. She, she did what the prophet said. She did what God said. This woman did what the prophet said. First make me a cake. First pour out. First hand over. First, out. Like Justin said, we're never going to be blessed in life to contain. We're blessed for flow to happen. For, for, for blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to touch others. Blessed to reach out. Blessed to expand the place of our tent. God is looking to in, increase our capacity so that there can be an increase of flow in our lives and through our lives. And the same God who provided for Elijah and that widow and also provided through Elisha and this widow will provide for your life. What have you got? Because I know you've got need in your life right now, but what have you got? Because what you have will meet that need when it's poured out, when it's released. What we hold on to is what we will have. But what we've released, God says, sow and reap as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest, if that's of generosity, if that's of faith, if that's of wisdom, if that's of whatever it is, whatever you sow, you are going to reap of. Good and bad. So what have you got? And I just wanted to look at a few lessons from this widow woman. And the first thing was, she was in trouble. She was in a storm. She was challenged. So she sought godly wisdom. Can I encourage you? We have connect groups. We have... Pastors, we have leaders that seek out godly wisdom when you're in a tough spot. Because she went straight to the man of God and said, This is what's happening. He goes, How can I help you? What have you got? And sometimes it'll be a redirect. Sometimes it'll be, I'll pray for you and I'll stand with you, but what are you going to do? What have you got? I've got nothing except. Sometimes we have to take stock of, I've got nothing except a little. And use that little that you have, because so often, we've spoken about this before, that there can be 99 amazing amazing things going on in my life, and I only see the one bad thing. I only see the one negative, the the one promise that hasn't come to pass yet, the, the one dream that I've been holding on to for so long. But there's 99 other things where there's blessing being poured out, multiplied into my life, but I only see the one bad thing. Why don't we stop looking at the one bad thing and start looking and being thankful? What what does the Bible say? Rejoice always. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Well, I'll give thanks in the good circumstances, because that's that's awesome. That's yeah. easy. That's what I was praying for. That's what I wanted. I, I wanted that thing to happen and I, I I went after it and it happened. Thank you. <coughs> now in all circumstances, why don't you just say thank God? This is uncomfortable for me, but I know you're working all things together for my good. I know that there's more happening behind my back than I can see before my eyes. Thank you, God, that even though I don't understand, I know you do. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. God, I'm not understanding. I thought at this point in my life I'd be here, but I'm not where I want to be. But God, I know you're taking me where you want me to be, and that's going to be even better for my life. That, that I thought by this stage I'd own a house, or I thought by this stage I'd, I would have got the promotion, or I thought by this stage I would have entered into health. God, I don't know what's going on, but thank you. Wow. If we started thanking God with the little that we have, you would see a flow of, of, the, the, of God and heaven towards your life like you never have before. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result, are we insane? A- am I insane? Because I live this way, but I want this result, but I'm not willing to change the way I live to get that result. Amen? Second thing is, use what you have to get what you need. What she was saying was, my husband's dead. He was the provider. And my sons could go to work and, and, and support me in my life. I've got nothing, and I'm going to have even less when the credit has come and take what I have. But, but he said, what have you got? Pour it out. Use what you have to get what you need. Seek godly wisdom and then pour, don't hold on to. D- d- don't pull back. Don't retract. Step forward. And I, I think about it. David had five smooth stones and a heart to believe. He had five smooth stones, but five s- smooth stones don't take down a giant unless you start swinging a sling. He had to use what he had to get what he wanted. Freedom and victory for the Israelites a life that wasn't oppressed use what you have moses had a staff in his hand and a word from god wow. what have you got he said strike the rock and water flow from it he said lift up your hand and while his hand was lifted victory was assured because he because he used what he had what have you got because because I, I i don't know what i've got but but you've got something because the Bible says we've all been given the same spirit of faith. The same seeds of faith have been deposited on the insides that, that you will have eyes to see when you engage that spirit. Bartimaeus had a sense to throw off his beggar's cloak. That was his identity in life. He was a beggar sitting by the roadside. But he goes, you know what? I'm going to find my voice today. I need a miracle. I need some. That's all he had was his beggar's cloak. Yeah. I've got nothing, oh, mate, but I do have this. And so he stood to his feet. He threw it off and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he, and he, and he got boldness that surged on the inside. I feel like boldness is going to come into the church as we stand and we write and we step forward in God. Amen. Yeah. Peter walked on water because yeah. he saw Jesus doing it. What was he doing? He was looking to Jesus. He said, man, you call me out on that water and I'm coming out. I'm going to respond. I, I, I got nothing. I haven't been to water walking school I, haven't, I don't know how to do this but if you say to me I will, I'll do it and he stepped out this, this widow had a little bit of oil and she poured it out use what you have next thing is uh, so where you want to go the widow only had a small jar of olive oil yet she was instructed to pour it out and like I said, don't be tempted to hold on to something because you can't see where the next source of supply will come from don't hold on to that dream from 1988 because that's where you find comfort because you don't know if you'll find comfort in 2023. Pour it out. Pour it out. Whatever God is asking you to pour out, pour it out. because t- We've been speaking about the altar and we've been speaking about the mission of our life. The mission of our life is to go and make disciples. Is to set an example for others to follow so that they can see Jesus. There's no way that I will ever do that when I hold on to past when i hold on to fear when i hold on to pressures and anxieties i've got to release it to god i've got to let it flow and the thing is this god's math is different and he'll always multiply the seed that you sow whatever you sow, whatever you pour out will be multiplied and a flow will take place so i want to encourage us here this morning step out believe dream Journey And don't get stuck thinking that where you are is where you're always going to be. God wants to move you forward in life. The journey of our lives is a journey of faith. We have to keep stepping forward. And and honestly, as a church, we thought we'd have a building by year 10. Mm -hmm. So did I. (laughs) That's what I thought. But God had other plans. But we keep stepping forward. And over the course of 10 years, we've seen salvations. We've seen healings we've seen baby dedications we've seen baptisms we've seen marriages restored we've said and people come and go I, I saw a stat the other day that over a 7 year period 70% of the sunshine coast move in and out of the coast 70% that's a council given stat so, so i go so i go wow okay so you're, we're always rebuilding And we'll always read it. But as we step out, God says, I'm faithful to the faithful, that that I will make a way, that I will lead you and guide you. I will provide for you and make a way. Just keep pouring out. So that's all we keep doing. We just come and just keep pouring out and pouring out and releasing the truth of the word of God and releasing faith and releasing, you know, optimism towards our future and a hope that God has assured for us. Amen? Amen? next thing is this. Two more things and then we're done. She didn't depend on what she had on her own ability to provide or supply. She reached out. And that's what church looks like, reaching out. There's a saying that it's never what you know, it's always who you know. That she, the, the, the prophet said, go to your neighbours, go to your friends and ask for jars. Don't get one or two, get as many as you can. So she went to her neighbours and friends and said, I need a jar from you. I need something from you. Can you help me? That's why we exist, so we can help each other. So we can support each other. That's why we do connect groups. That's why we do men's ministry and women's ministry. We want you to be strength for each other. Iron sharpens iron. We, we've mentioned it quite a few times of late, but Tim, Tim Phillips' message rocks to stones. When we jump in the river together, our rough edges get smoothed off because we start rolling through the river together and we're we're touching each other and we're we're knocking each other's rough edges off and we're supporting each other. That's what the house of God exists for. This is is what this community is for, is for strength and connection and empowerment and and opportunity. And I want to encourage you, rely on your brothers and sisters because when I'm weak, I know you'll be strong. And when you're weak, I want to stand alongside you and hold up your hands and say, You're going to make it through. You can do this. Don't rely on yourself. Don't isolate yourself and pull back. Press in to the community of faith and what God is doing. Amen? Amen. Last thing I'll say is this When she moved, God moved. And she was quickly. When she moved, the prophet said, Go and do this. And it said, Instantly, she went and did it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait for tomorrow. The Bible says, that he who waits for perfect weather will not sow. In other words, the, the farmer that's waiting for the perfect weather, they're not going to play out a field. Okay. They're not going to toil the ground. They're not going to sow the seeds because it's, well, it's a bit windy today and if I scatter it, it'll fly away. If I do, it's raining today, it'll get washed away. No, go and sow the seeds. Pour out the oil. Whatever little you have, pour it out because it's enough to meet your needs for the life God has called you to. She was able to go and sell it because here's the thing, oil, I only have a little oil, a little olive oil. That's what was traded in the day. That's what held value. She poured out a little of value and God created a flow back into her world, which met her. And he says, you and your sons go, sell this, pay off your creditor and you can live on the rest. That must have been somewhat of a haul. That must have been somewhat of a a day where he said, you go and pay your creditors who were going to take your two sons away as slaves because you didn't have anything. Go and pay that off and you can live on the... In other words, I will provide for you. I will make a way. There is no lack in my kingdom. I, this, this is not a message about money. This is, not a mess. this is a message about God will meet our needs as we pour out, as we release to him, as we come to him in faith. God will make a way. And I want to encourage you, be encouraged today. In your place of weakness, you will find your greatest strength in God. If there is a challenge, and I want to pray for us this morning, because I was thinking about, it. what have you got? You've got a Heavenly Father that's for you and not against you. You've got a Heavenly Father that says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. A father that says, I will fight for you. I will uphold you. I will comfort you. He causes you to live in victory. The Bible says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You've got a father whose grace is sufficient. You ever messed up? Ever made a mistake? Dumb decision? Walked the wrong direction? My grace is sufficient for you. Come back to me. Let me wrap my arms around you. Let me be all that you need, whose love is unending, whose forgiveness is eternal, and one who walks closer than a brother. Can we just stand this morning? What you've got, as small as it may be, is enough for what you're facing. Don't live in fear. Don't live in in anxiety. Wait on him and let his peace that surpasses all understanding come upon you this morning. Would you just lift your hands, close your eyes. Father, we thank you that you are always with us. You never leave us nor forsake us. I pray, Lord God, today that we would realise that there is more on the inside of us than what we face before us. And Lord, we know that the enemy is a liar and a thief, only wanting to take from us, minimise our lives, try and intimidate us. But God, today we see through the eyes of the Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you would reveal to every single person in this room who they are and what you've called them to, that they are a prophet to the nations, that they contain on the inside of them words of truth and words of wisdom that will not only set them up for victory in life, but will set others up for victory in life. Pour out your Spirit, Lord God, I thank you. The Scriptures say that every good and perfect gift comes to us from our Father in heaven. God, I pray that we would leave this place empowered today, feeling lighter and more joyous, filled with your spirit. And God, as we enter out into the week ahead, that we will we will go with eyes to see and a heart that believes. We would use what's in our hand, Lord God, to achieve your purposes this week. Father, we love you. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.